as we prepare for God's Word. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank You for this day. We thank You for Your grace and mercy to us in this past year. You've allowed us all to live another year of life. So we come today on New Year's Day of 2023. We do not know what this year holds for us, our times, our days are in your hands. That's the best place for them. We trust you in whatever may come our way, whether it's health or sickness or troubles or trials or joys and victory. We commit ourselves to follow Jesus as a church, to love other people like Jesus and to tell the world about Jesus. This is our commitment. You've given us this task and responsibility Open the hearts of our church that our people and their minds might be set on the most important things, not the silly things. Help us to do those things which you've called us to do here in this place where you've brought us. Many of us have come from other places and this is our home, this is our place. So now we ask that you would help us to serve you and to glorify you with whatever days we have this year and whatever happens. We will say... We will give thanks, for this is the will of God for us in Christ Jesus. This morning I plead again and pray and present to you the needs of foster children in the state of Tennessee. The unnamed, the unknown, the helpless, the innocent. I pray for government officials to do what has been given to them by you. They are responsible to you for what their actions will be. May they, in all their busyness and all the things they have to do, take care of these innocent children. We pray for our governor that he would pay attention to this need. We pray for every elected official that they would pay attention to this need. So we plead on behalf of the orphans and the innocent children. And we pray that they might have a place to sleep and a place to stay and people who would care about them and may... You raise up in this church our own desire to help. May you call out some of our own families to be foster families to bless these children if they're able. <clears throat> we pray for those who work with these children. We pray for decisions that are going to be made this year for them. So this is who we present before you. May First Baptist Church of Dixon be a part of the answer for helping and assisting with these children. So now, Lord, we come to your word and we pray that you might open our eyes and our ears. We are, we are about to start into our next week and We've already been setting our calendars and all of our busy schedule, and texting and emailing and running to and fro. We're already caught up in it. We're already chasing the wind. We pray today that you might help us to put aside our own opinions about praying and listen to what the Lord Jesus says to us about praying. Teach us to pray, Lord. 
Teach those in this church who think they know how to pray, to pray. Teach those who want to know how to pray, to pray. Help those who do not pray, to pray. Teach us to pray. May this church become a church of prayer. Committed to praying and speaking with you, Lord Jesus, about all of our needs and asking in your name. We thank you for the privilege of reading your word and we thank you for it because there are some in the world who cannot today who are followers of Jesus <clears throat> because of the opposition they face. So we thank you for this grace you've given to us of the opportunity to worship in freedom. So we pray now that you would honor your word and may you speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And again, Happy New Year. I'm Pastor Mike. If you're with us as a guest, we're honored to have you here today. And uh, may the Lord bless you. If you find in your Bibles your place, Matthew chapter 6. Uh, I'm going to be speaking for some time uh, during the new year about what I'm calling Lord Teach Us to Pray. So we'll be talking about prayer. So this is a new year and a time when many of you perhaps have made a, a commitment to create and develop new habits in your life. New habits related to your health. Some of us in this room, including myself, we need to uh, take care of some things with our health. And we need to change some ways and listen to our doctors. Uh, perhaps some new habits at your work and new habits in your family life. This is also the time that I call our attention uh, to focus on one of these very important holy habits of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is a holy habit of everyone who says they are a follower of Jesus. And that is the holy habit of prayer. So today we'll begin to think about this holy habit of prayer. I'm not going to pretend to address all of you who have your own opinions about prayer some of you considering yourself advanced in praying, others of you don't know anything. We're going to learn this together, and you'll have to decide how you receive it. The disciples saw the Lord Jesus pray over and over in His life. The Son of God, the perfect, eternal Son of God, spent His time, significant time, on the earth, speaking with the Heavenly Father. And so one, on one occasion in Luke's gospel, I'm not going to have you turn there. After he finished praying, the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray like John the Baptist taught his disciples to pray. And he did. And from that, we have now in Matthew, our place we're going to spend our time in the gospel of Matthew, his words about this holy habit of praying and how to pray. Some of you want to pray, but you don't know how to pray. We'll, we'll learn together from the Lord how to pray. Some of you think you're praying, but you're not praying. This will be your chance to learn how to properly pray. And for some of you, you've learned and enjoy the blessing of the holy habit of prayer. May this just help you be even more committed to being a person who follows Jesus and practices holy prayer. In uh, Matthew chapter 6, we have uh, three holy habits mentioned by the Lord Jesus. We have in verse number 2, uh, Matthew 6, we have the holy habit of giving. The holy habit of giving. And then we have the holy habit of praying in verse number 5, as we'll read in just a moment. And then we have the holy habit of fasting. These are not optional, these are habits. A habit is something you do regularly. A habit is, you have habits 
of how you get up. You have habits in your schedule. You have habits in the way you, uh, what you eat and where you go. You have habits. We all have habits. We are creatures of habit. And I am coming today to speak to you about the importance of focusing not only on the habit of reading the Word of God, studying the Word of God as we must, but praying the holy habit of prayer. So this will be our consideration for the days ahead. So I'm letting you know ahead of time whether you want to come. Uh, this is what I'll be talking about. And you can make your own choice. So we read now in Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse number 5. When you pray... Matthew 5, 6, and 7 are very special words for every Christian in this room. If you call yourself a disciple of Jesus Christ, you ought to be, look, at least once a year, if not once a month, reading through Matthew 5, 6, and 7. These are words for you as a follower of Jesus. You want to know what it is to follow Jesus? Pay attention to Matthew 5, 6, and 7. So the Lord is saying now to, when He says you, He's talking about disciples. When you pray, you're not to be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners, so that they may be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their full reward. But you, disciples... When you pray, go into your inner room. Close your door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when, and when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose they will be heard for their many words." So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then in this way. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for the blessed, great, wonderful, red-letter words of the Lord Jesus Christ. These are very words we can live on. These are words that guide us and direct us. <clears throat> Help us, Lord, to know how to pray. Teach us today by the Holy Spirit. Give us just a little while of, of, of lack of distraction as we've gathered in this room. As we recognize your presence and the work of the Holy Spirit among us. In Jesus' name, amen. So our focal truth is this for today. When you pray, pray to God the Father in a secret place. When you pray, when you pray, not if you pray, not should you pray, or perhaps you might pray, when you are praying, disciple, you are a follower of Jesus. I cannot fathom someone saying, I'm a follower of Jesus who does not pray. People say, well, I'm very busy, and so I just, I pray as I can. You must pray. It is at the heart of, it is the language of the poor in spirit. You must pray. 
When you pray, when you're praying, this is what we do. Lord, teach us to pray. The Lord says, all right. When you pray, pray to God the Father in a secret place. You see, this what I'm talking about today is for every one of you. Everyone in here, now you're on call. You're on, I'm challenging you about your prayer life, not your husband or your wife's. Not your kids, not your grandkids, not your fellow Christians. No need to look around. Oh, it's time to look inside now. I'm talking to you about your prayer life or lack of prayer life. And I'm going to be asking you and challenging you. So why do you pray? Why do you pray? Why do you not pray? And what are the reasons for it? The Lord is speaking to disciples, helping them know how to have a relationship with God. So he, he uses the word prayer here. Verse 5, when you pray. Verse 6, but you, when you pray, and pray uh, to your Father who is in secret. And then he says, and when you are praying, verse 7. And then he says in verse 9, pray. What does the word pray mean? It's a word, it, it's a, it's a word in the original language with two parts. The first part of the word means to go toward, a directional, it's directional. The last part of the word is a word that means a wish or a vow or a desire. It's a wish or desire toward, in a direction. That's what prayer is. Prayer is taking your wishes and your desires with a commitment, with a vow to go and talk to God about it. Prayer, sometimes people say, well, I'm going to pray. Well, does that mean you're just talking to yourself? Or what do you mean? I'm going, we must say it more specifically. I'm going to go and pray to God the Father for you. I'm going to go talk with God on your behalf. I'm going to pray to God the Father. I'm not going to just do something like, a, some people talk about prayer like it's a magical thing. Well, I'm just going to say some words and I'm going to have some thoughts, and lo and behold, it will happen. That leads us to three observations. Number one, when you pray, don't pray like this. Is the first thing the Lord So He gives us direction on, this is not how you pray. This is not prayer. Secondly, when you pray, you pray in secret to God the Father, who hears your secret prayers. Did you hear the focal truth, boys and girls? The most important thing for you to learn is to have a secret place where you can talk to God the Father secretly. You don't even talk to God the Father in this secret place with your mom and dad. You go there and you find your place and you secretly talk to God the Father. He wants to listen to you. In the third place, when you pray, God the Father, who hears your secret prayers, rewards your secret prayers. These are the first lessons that the Lord Jesus teaches us about prayer. So I'm asking you today to evaluate all the way through my comments. How are you doing in your praying? Uh, someone says, well, I don't want to have guilt about this. Well, it's not a matter of guilt. It's just a matter of whether you're doing it or not. It's a matter of responsibility, actually. So some of us in this room are all wound up and turned upside down and Living in turmoil and worry and stress and fear. Oh, we just can't get over it. What, do you ever pray? Do you ever go speak with God the Father about all of what you're all twisted up and turned around and wrapped around the axle about? Do you ever, do you ever sit down privately and speak with God about it? You, oh, you've talked to everybody else. You've gotten everybody else's opinion. 
But you don't have a place to go. You don't know what to say. Can you imagine you have the opportunity, my, my fellow believer in Jesus Christ, to meet with God Almighty, God the Father, Son, Spirit, every day, and He wants to meet with you and hear your wishes and your desires. This is about fellowship and relationship to God. So when you pray, don't pray like this. And he goes back to it, 5, verse 5. When you pray, don't be like hypocrites. Now, hypocrites are posers and pretenders. Hypocrites are posers and pretenders. You know if you become a hypocrite, if you spend more of your time criticizing others about their spiritual life, than you do paying attention to your own. You hear what I said? That's what a poser and pretender is. You've got the mask on. The hypocrite puts the mask on. Oh, it fits so well. It fits so well. I know exactly what to say in religious terms. I've learned my Bible. I know all of these. I can correct the preacher. I can correct my fellow. I know all of it ought to be done this way. If you don't do it this way, I, pretenders and posers, they pray to be heard praying and they pray so that everybody will be impressed that they can pray. The Lord Jesus says, don't pray like a hypocrite. Don't pray like a poser pretender. You see, a hypocrite is a spiritual pretender. You see, when I know Jesus Christ, when I love the Lord, I'm not interested in praying so somebody's impressed with what I pray. I'm interested in meeting God and speaking to Him, bringing toward God the Father my wishes and desires. Don't pray like a hypocrite. They love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they can be seen of men. The Lord says, there's your reward. Congratulations, spiritual pretenders. Then he says in verse number 7, when you're praying. Notice there's some, there's some directional uh, instruction here in praying. Verse 6, but when you pray, go. There's this We're going to talk about it in a moment. There, there's a commitment to go and pray. And then he says in verse 7, while you're going to pray in that secret place, don't pray like a babbling pagan. You see, our men have gone and our women have gone to South Asia. There they spin the prayer wheels. The priests go by and spin the prayer wheels. Keep the prayer wheels spinning. Keep the prayer wheels spinning. Doesn't matter what's being said. It's just that you pray. Praying itself has become an idol. Spin the prayer wheels. There are other parts of the world in the time of the Lord Jesus where... Uh, these uh, pagans would, out of just repeating meaningless, the word is to babble. That's what this word is in the original language. It is don't, re don't give babbling. Don't repeat phrases that mean nothing, that have no significance. The words don't matter. Babbling, babbling. There are those priests who sit in these, uh, these false religions around the world who babble to themselves. There are others in false religions who stand and pray and even shout it on speakers, but there's nothing there. They're not praying. They pray to either be seen by men, to be heard of themselves, or they babble because they somehow think that if I just say enough words, somehow God will be impressed. So today we learn the importance of not praying like spiritual hypocrites. You know, Spiritual hypocrites don't pray in secret. They don't meet and pray with God. 
They don't talk to God privately about anything. They're going to pray out loud so everybody can see it and hear it. Because that's all that matters is the public. Being seen, being in the spotlight. Oh, that person's really spiritual. Oh, boy, they really know their Bible. Oh, boy, they can really pray. And they love that. That feeds them. And that makes them even more of a presenter, of a poser, and a, a spiritual pretender. But you see, when you pray, but you, disciples, not you hypocrites, not you pagans, but you disciples, when you pray, he says, go into your inner room, close your door and pray to your Father in secret. Number two, when you pray, pray in secret to God the Father who hears you in secret. Secrecy. Secrecy. When I was a boy, there were three of us, Jeff and Brent and myself, and we had a secret treehouse, and nobody knew where the secret treehouse, except us three. Well, I did tell my dad because I didn't want to get in trouble in case I was out there past dark. Secret, a secret place. You see, what we're learning here from the Lord Jesus is that there is the secret life of the sinner, but there's also the secret life of the holy person, the believer in Christ. Verse number four, the secret practice of giving. So in your giving, do it in secret. In praying, do it in secret as we're going to, I'm going to elaborate. In verse 16, when you fast and following, verse 18, you fast secretly. You see, the secret life of the sinner always shows up in their public behavior. Wait a minute. And the secret life of the holy man or woman of God always shows up in their public life. You want to know the difference? You want to know how it is that power comes in your spiritual life for you to become an overcomer? It's what you do in secret with God alone. And for some of you in this room, this is the year that you must say, you must vow. This is what the word means. It means to commit or desire. You go, as he says, when you pray, go to your room. You've got to go to that place. And it's a secret place. So before I can pray, I must desire to pray. I must see the value in prayer. I can't even imagine here I am having to pause as a pastor and talk about the value of prayer as if I have to convince you of that. If you have to be convinced of that, then you're in a sad condition spiritually. That means you really do not understand what prayer is all about. So he says, when you pray, that's the habit of prayer. Pray, it means coming with your desires and your wishes. You see, Jesus practiced this habit. Over and over we read it in the Gospels. Jesus would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. We read it again. Mark chapter 1. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, He departed, went away to a desolate place, and there He prayed. Holy men and women of God, all through the Old Testament, New Testament Moses, Abraham, Isaac, David, Daniel, Elijah... Paul, Peter, John, and others, they all prayed. So what do we do? When you pray, set a regular time to pray. Make a commitment to pray. Whatever other commitments you have in your schedule, set a time to meet God secretly. 
and find a place to meet God secretly. Verse 6, go into your inner room, close your door, pray. That is, what is praying now? It is bringing toward God, bringing to God, drawing near to God with your wishes, your desires, your burdens. You bring it all. You bring it all. And you come secretly and you talk to God and unburden your soul to God. Look, when you're in private with God the Father, you can say and you can speak to God however it comes out. You can speak with frustration. You can speak with love. You can speak with uh, anger and disappointment. You can speak with fear. You can, you can express. You. This is what God wants us to do. When you find your inner place, it's, it's, you know, people get all caught up in the place. Just find a place for heaven's sakes. If it's just a chair, find a place where you can be alone before everybody, not around everybody else. Find a place, set a time, and there meet with God. I love what the old preacher said, Ambrose. I am never less alone than when alone, for then I can enjoy the presence of God most freely, fully, and sweetly without interruption. You see, there's something in the secret place when you pray that will that will, that will change you because you've been in the presence of God the Father. And some of us during these holidays have enjoyed our times with our families. It's been great. We're always refreshed by it. We're encouraged by it. It warms our heart that we have time together. But there is nothing that will warm your heart and change you and make you more like Jesus than secretly speaking with God the Father about your desires and your wishes. So I ask you today, consider this. Do you pray secretly to God the Father? Do you, even, do you have a secret life of prayer? Do you have a secret life of prayer? I didn't say do you have a secret life of sin. I'm asking about a holy habit. I want to have a secret life of prayer. I'm going to arrange my schedule, whatever else I have to do, to have it. Do you, do you secretly meet with God in prayer? Well, you know, those who uh, sin and commit adultery, they find these secret places to meet with their lover. They find these secret ways to sneak around with these people. Do you have a secret time that you meet with God? Oh, some of you, Pastor Mike, I used to do that. That's wonderful. But I'm not talking about what you used to do. I'm talking about what you do now. I'm talking about 2023, what you plan to do in your meeting with God. Do you tell God, have you gotten to where you love people to tell you how spiritual you are? Or would you rather be with God so that you can tell Him how unspiritual you are? How you still have these needs in your life? Do you tell God the Father your secrets? That's what we're doing. When you pray, go to your inner room, close your door, pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret. You tell God the Father all your secrets. Tell Him all of them. You say, I've got a good friend and I've told them all my secrets. When you go to pray secretly, you tell God all your secrets. And oh, listen, God will tell you His secrets if you go and speak to Him 
in secret. I'm asking all of you about your prayer life today. I'm asking all of you, name the name of Jesus. You say, I am a follower of Jesus. The Lord Jesus' habit was to pray to the Heavenly Father secretly. Do you pray to the Heavenly Father secretly? Psalm 25, 14 says, The secret of the Lord, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear Him. You see, those who spend their time in secret prayer, the world is scratching their head. What's happening in the world? Why aren't things changing? What, why is everything coming apart? But to the man or woman of God who meets with God in secret, they understand the secret ways and purposes of God. They understand even His ways of working in their family, allowing a suffering and troubles to come as well as blessings and joys. Do you know the secrets of God? The only way you know the secrets of God is through the Word of God and through meeting with God in secret. That will calm your heart when you know what God secretly is doing all around the world. The news doesn't report on the work of God in the world, but secretly God is working among the Muslims. God is secretly working among the Chinese. God is secretly working among the Indians. God is working secretly in America. Think of that in America. While some of you think he's doing nothing, God is working in his secret. If you meet with God the Father secretly, you might just know more about his secrets and what he's doing in the world. How does God the Father reward us? You say, Pastor Mike, in prayer, that's why I want to pray. I want to tell God all the things I want so he'll reward me. He'll reward me. What does it mean? For God to reward us. The Lord says when He sees, our Father sees in secret what's done in secret, He will reward us. Well, first of all, what a reward it is to know that I can speak to a God who hears and cares what I have to say. He cares what you have to say. Some of you have said, oh, I've never had a friend. I wish I'd had a friend who would let me just say anything I want and would listen to me. The psalmist David said, I love the Lord because He hears my prayers. How wonderful it is to go to that secret place. You see, you start to get excited about it. Because when you get there and you bring all of your desires and wishes and all of your burdens and your trials and your troubles, you tell God, your, the Father, your secrets, and He hears you. He's listening to you. Some of you are just trying your best. You know why children act out. Sometimes children act out because they don't have anybody who will pay any attention to them. Perhaps that's why some of us act out. We don't have anybody to listen to us, but you see... God rewards us because He hears us. God rewards us because He answers our prayers. What did John say? We looked at it in the first John. This is the confidence that if we ask anything according to His will, listen, He hears us and we know we have the things we ask for Him, of Him, from Him. You know, one of the great joys and wonderful things and amazing things is that when you go and you pray secretly to God, listen, and nobody else knows what you've prayed, and yet you see God answer that prayer publicly in the world. You know God is listening. 
And God has confirmed, this is the will of God. This is among my purposes. What an unbelievable thing it is. What a humbling thing it is that when we as an individual believer, we go to that seat, what, what would it, Pastor Mike, what's it really going to matter? What we can do, what can we Christians do in this world coming apart? Go find your secret place and go talk with God the Father secretly. When we're praying, we're assured secretly. When we're praying secretly, we're blessed in ways we cannot even fathom. It's, it calms your mind. It soothes your heart. It relieves your burdens. The Word of God comes back to you. The Holy Spirit begins to bring the Word of God to your mind. You're in the secret place. You have fellowship with God. You begin to experience what it really means to be with God and spend time with Him. He transforms you. You see, you need to consider today the value of secretly praying because the reward is in the doing. The reward is in the doing. My dear brothers and sisters, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an elementary student in these things. But I'm thankful for my teachers who challenged me all the years ago in my life to learn to pray privately. I'm grateful. I'm an elementary student in these things. But I would not trade it for anything. My wish for all of you is that you have a secret place and you learn to pray secretly. You'll be a new person in Christ. The transformation of God will take place in your life like you've never imagined. And He'll answer the prayers that fit according to His will. God desires to meet you privately. There's probably nothing that puts you out more than when you have an appointment with somebody and they're a no-show. You get worked up about it. There's nothing like texting somebody and they won't text you back, right? Well, I mean, don't they know the rules? There's nothing like you sitting in the coffee shop and there you are all embarrassed. You've been waiting down here. House blends. If you can get in there, good luck. Sitting in there waiting. Sitting in there and they, know, they never show up. You see, my friends, you don't understand. God the Father, we are children of God the Father. He desires a deepening relationship with us. When you're a no-show, you're a no-show. What could be more important than you privately scheduling secret time with God? My answer is nothing. Nothing you have to do is of greater priority than your secret... Pastor Mike, look, I'm not a preacher like you has nothing to do. I got a lot of things to do in my life. You, you, may can, you live in a bubble. You may can do that. But I got a lot of things to do. Well, how's that working out for you? Working out good? You all twisted up, worried, troubled, angry, bitter? Shall I go on? Telling everybody else about it? By the way, they're tired of listening to how miserable you are. Why don't you tell the Lord how miserable you are? Why don't you go privately and say, Lord, this is exactly how I feel. You'll be amazed what happens because you have, a, you have a loving Father who cares about you. When you were saved, the Holy Spirit of God put inside of you these words, Abba, Father. A child doesn't have to be trained to say, Mommy or Daddy. They know it from birth. The new birth creates in all of us 
Abba, Father. I want to be with my Father. I want to be with my Father. I want to be close to Him. Look, the Lord says at the end of verse 8, The Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Did that stop your children over Christmas time from begging you for everything that they said they needed? Well, you knew what they needed, even though you didn't give it all up. Well, I hope you didn't give them everything. God the Father knows what you need. But He loves for you to tell Him what you need. This is a relationship of love. We're not speaking to some God who's got His arms crossed saying, Come on, I dare you to try to talk to me and get something out of me. We're not speaking of a God who has no interest in you, who's gone on to other things. We're speaking about your Heavenly Father who loved you enough. God so loved the world, He sent His Son. We're talking about God the Father as we learned in 1 John. We have come to know and believe the love of God which He has for us. You see, if I love somebody, I want to be with them. Why would you ignore the most unbelievable love relationship that you can have? It's time to meet God, First Baptist Church. It's time to go secretly. We need secret praying saints in this church. Well, what do we remember? And we go quickly. God does not hear the prayers of hypocrites and pagans. You see, they're not really praying. Hypocrites are just talking out loud and trying to impress people. That's what spiritual pretenders do all the time. Don't be a spiritual pretender. Don't become one. What a sad thing to become a spiritual pretender and a poser. When there's nothing in your heart and nothing within you that really breathes for a living relationship with God. You need to confess your pretending and you need to repent of it. You need to come back and meet God privately. You see, to strip yourself of yourself. Strip yourself of yourself and then you're ready. You're ready to speak with God about your needs. Prayer is secretly meeting with God. It's a secret. Pastor Mike, where do you meet God? Ah, it's a secret. I ain't telling you. It's a secret. It's a secret. And it's a secret place. And I ain't telling you. It's my place and God knows where it is, and I know where it is. And we meet there. And we meet there and talk about all kinds of things. You see, praying secretly is so rewarding. Your kids sneak away and do secret things. You know, when they're quiet, what do you say? Where are you? Because in the secret, you get to do those little Wonderful things that nobody else knows about. I'm trying to say to you, there's nothing more wonderful than secret prayer with God. And finally, remember this, friends. It's the best place. you got lots of places you like to go. You know, some of you have been to your favorite places to eat, favorite places to travel, favorite places in your, you know, you love your place where you live. The best place is the secret place. The best place in your life, I promise you. Day in, day out, day in, day Look, if you moved recently, get you a new secret place. You had one where you were, just get you a new one. The secret place of meeting, your secret place meeting God is the best place. And you'll be rewarded in ways 
you cannot fathom because you have met with holy God, our Father, who loves you deeply. Sweet hour of prayer. Sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my Father's throne make all my wants and wishes known in seasons of distress and grief. I often have found relief and oft escape the tempter's snare by thy return. Oh, the next day, the next time. It keeps me out of temptation because I'm going to go pray tomorrow just like I did today and I can't wait to meet God there. When you pray, go into your inner room, close your door and pray to your Father who is in secret and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. To the praise of the glory of His grace, the Lord is near to the door, closer in 2023, January 1st, than He was as we finished the old, the Lord is near to the door, His imminent return is upon us. Do you not see the signs? Go and meet with God secretly, He'll tell you His secrets. The Lord is about to come again, and so we pray, come Lord Jesus.